Anton, don't judge me. Oh, <laughs> you didn't pull it up. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was so concerned. Welcome to episode 82. This episode of 206 we talk about. Kevin Feige says, come at me, bro. The importance of cleanliness and the Golden Globes are far from thirsty. I'm Alex Morris. Now I'm Anton Dwarf. Not too bad, not too bad. It's been a little more laid back because, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of movies coming out in a movie theater. So there hasn't yeah. been so much to catch up on. Yeah, it's been a little, uh, little, little, little lame. A mm-hmm. little lame there. Yeah. But there's um, a couple of new stuff that they uh, released on, you know, Hulu and Netflix that, you know, I, I've been watching a little bit of that. But we'll, we'll talk about that a little later on in the show. I, I have noticed that we've been relying more on Netflix for uh, both TV and for movies. And you're right. I think it's because there's just nothing out there in on the theaters that really attracts us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? What's that dog movie coming out? Uh, I think <laughs> dogs, a dog's a dog's way home or something. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I think um, that's out now. Well, I knew that one was garbage when in the theatrical trailer, they tell you the whole damn story. Mm-hmm. Kid gets puppy. Puppy grows up. Puppy apparently runs away. Puppy finds a friend. Puppy comes home. Literally show them coming back home. <laughs> I, th- I think it should just be a short movie. doesn't have to be a long feature length movie. No, I think, the, I think the studios are saying, you know what movie this is. Mm-hmm. This is the movie. Your kid's going to want to go see it because puppies. But yeah, me. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Uh, as for me, Anton, I just picked up my rental car because that accident I told you about a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. the other insurance finally decided, you know what? It might have been our person's fault. It should. I'm like, yeah, there was no other drivers. Yes, of course mm-hmm. that was her fault. <laughs> <laughs> so what rental car did you get? I got a 2019 white Toyota Corolla. Okay. What do you think about the Corolla? Not bad, except it smells like cigarette smoke. And I swear people have the worst, worst aim when it comes to putting the key in the ignition. I don't know if you saw my story when I posted it. There's a bunch of scratches all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you right now. Yeah, because I, I was getting food during my lunch when I was working and I looked down. I'm like, what? what is that? No, there's no way people were this bad. Uh, let's see here. All right. I'm texting it to you right now. Okay. It's just, it's terrible. Dude. I've, I mean, I've been in rental cars both for work and like just sort of like like a personal use. I've never seen things this bad. Hmm. <laughs> and suddenly my connection is bad. Um, other than that, uh, while that picture sends, and I'm sure you'll want to post it up when, once you get it. Yeah. Um, there is one thing that I hadn't I had mentioned last episode, but we I did text you right after you posted our episode 80, our New Year's, New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about resolutions for ourselves, and I think I kind of texted him like, you know what, resolution for the podcast itself, let's try to be more social with other podcasts, because relatively, like the last, we've been, what, a year and a half, a little over more than that? Yeah. Almost two years now? Yep. Um, we've been kind of isolated. We, we, we've been really keeping to ourselves. We've been trying to like kind of, you know, work, working on ourselves first before we, before we get out there and start dating. <laughs> True. Uh, so I think they told us like the resolution I think should be that we need to get out there, socialize more. It was I think part of that was inspired by how much fun it was recording with my brother and Josias um, from the Common Syndicate and Deep Dives and Rattle Holes. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that we get to work with them more. And I at the very least, I want to record again by uh, the, our summer we draft, which we do in April. Yeah. So I just posted that picture up on the video. Um, 
stream that we're having right now so people can actually see that yeah so did you see the how bad it is yeah it's pretty bad dude um i think people are not so used to putting keys in because most of the people who usually rent uh cars nowadays is just business people and they probably have like their own car that is keyless so they're not used to putting the keys (laughs) first world problem right all of a sudden they can't aim yeah they just can't they can't aim (laughs) Keys in their pocket. Um, that's all they worry about. Yeah, whatever. I got the I got the damage waiver. Whatever. Every single time I get a rental car, I I got the damage waiver. Mm-hmm. Rarely does anything happen, but if I don't get it, I get paranoid. Yeah, Super but the par- thing so is, listening. if you have your own insurance, then you don't but the really thing need is, to buy it. Uh, yes and no. But the thing is, they go if there's significant damage, they'll go through your insurance, and then you have, you pay your deductible. Yeah, which is true. Um, which is, I'm like, I'd rather just avoid it. I'd rather pay, mm-hmm. you know, fifty bucks for a week's worth of use, and you know, if something happens, and something happens. Yeah, it would, it would just go through their insurance instead of yours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd rather just get like not to worry about anything. Yeah, because again, I I'm fine with my driving, but clearly because of the accident, I'm concerned about other people's driving. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you brought this up because uh, this is something that I wanted to uh, do in this episode, which is the Ask Alan a Question segment. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because this kind of falls into the credit card uh, thing where you can get insurance when you rent cars. Because I know that American Express, if you book a car, uh, if you do Discover and book a car, you also get like a... um, rental insurance on it yeah um credit cards do have a lot of hidden benefits uh, that that's in the fine print which people don't really know about or don't um don't use regularly yeah i think there's another one for cell phones mm-hmm. um like i think if like, there's if there's damage to your phone and you bought your phone with a credit card they'll cover it or something like that yeah for repairs so my question for you is what's in your wallet uh i don't uh, uh, all right <laughs> Let me just flash my credit card numbers on the screen right now. Okay. Um, Target card, red card, of course. Okay. Uh, Disney Pass, which I don't really need this anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it expired two weeks ago. I did not... Great, oh, great way to bring me down, going. Anton. No, yeah, it expired uh, on the 31st. Well, technically, my last week was the week for Christmas because the last two weeks were blackout for me. Well, it looks like you're uh, going to have to get it again soon because Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is coming out this summer. I'm still gonna take about a year off, at least a year off. Okay. Uh, let's see, city because city credit card because of Costco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Visa credit card and Visa debit card. I really don't have that that many cards. Okay. I used to have American Express, but then Costco switched. So have you? Okay, this is my biggest question: is what is the card that you use the most? Is it the the city card now? Because I mean, back then when it was American Express. You get a lot of points back, especially when you get gas and stuff at Costco. Uh, they're, and that's the funny thing about credit cards. Their their point systems are almost the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do try to u- utilize them smart. So generally, my go to credit card is my the one through my bank. Mm-hmm. Um, you because wor- that one, yeah, since you work at Wells Fargo, so yeah, wait to sell me out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I use that one. Um, the thing is, I, so I have that, and I, I just use that one for points because I, I pay literally as soon as the payment clears, I, I just transfer the money over. Mm-hmm. So I never get charged interest. And I even have it for recurring payments like my, my, my phone bill. Mm-hmm. It goes straight to my credit card. And then once it clears, I, I, I transfer the money over specifically so I can get, uh, I think my phone bill is about 200, mm-hmm. 250, so around there. Yeah. Um, so every month I just, that charges. 
uh, I transfer the money from my checking account, and then I get points for $250 every month. Oh, that's good, dude. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. I just use that for recurring. Um, but when I go to get gas, if I go to Costco, I do use the city one yeah. because the city one gives you the, the triple points over that one. Well, triple points instead of a yeah. double. And, and well, yeah. And that's the thing you have to be careful for. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to like, I think like there's specific restaurants. They'll give you double points. Gas is typically the one that give you the most points back on. Um, you just have to, you just have to know your credit card and know when to use it. Yeah. Like uh, one of the credit cards that I have is the Chase Freedom. And the only thing I don't like about it is, I mean, you get really good perks. I mean, there'll be yeah. months where you get like uh, something different every single time. But each time there's those really good deals, you would have to go on the app or on the online to activate. Yeah. 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 That's the only thing. Like, I mean, I know what the perks are. I mean, they email to you to, lo- to let you know. But sometimes I forget to go in and activate it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's the only thing that sucks about that. But um, there was a really good credit card that I saw today that has probably one of the best deals I have seen in a long time, which is the Southwest credit card. Uh, the cool thing about oh, okay. this one is uh, you get 30,000 points plus you get a companion pass. So the companion passes aren't aren't there like a lot of restrictions on them? Like they like you would be the first one to get bumped off if there's another one or something like that. Not not really because they they kind of. What'd you do? Nothing. Josiah uh, is uh, commenting. Oh, that's mean! I just saw the chat. <laughs> I, mean, I Anton, think it's you the look lighting. Like how I feel, homie. Tired as fuck. Yeah, it's it's probably <laughs> the lighting. Yeah, but anyways, uh, it's really cool because. I don't think there are those crazy restrictions because you can buy a ticket like a regular uh, standard ticket and you get the, mm-hmm. the, the the next one for free. So you can bring a person with you every single flight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. And I think um, I think for the airlines, your main benefit is if you use that airline frequently because I think you get more points if you buy your ticket through that credit card or something like that. Yeah, but there, there's a catch to how you can get this perk. When you apply for this credit card, you have to spend more than $4,000 in order to get it. But you have to spend $4,000 within the first three months. Yeah, which is usually, eh, yeah, it's about normal. I think usually it's between $2,000 and $4,000, whatever they're offering you. Yeah. Um, but apparently, and this is just in the news last week, uh, a lot of credit card companies are trying to rethink their rewards program because a lot of people are being more smart with their points. Yeah, and uh, I think I think that's also one of the reasons why I brought this up because Chase Sapphire uh, Rewards has yeah. been phenomenal. I mean, a lot of people who actually know how these points work, they would sign up for this credit card and just use the heck out of it, and then just leave leave it right after they're done using it. So they they yep. it's a big problem. I mean, uh, I know a lot of people who love to travel. What they did was yeah. they used a Chase Sapphire to get, you know, free vacations and then just cancel mm. it. That's the thing. A lot of people just use the, it's called the sign up bonus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's the thing. People are actually getting the card, getting their bonus, and then just abandoning the card altogether. Um, so they're going to rethink the way they offer those bonuses, either make it more strict on how you earn them or just try to limit how much you get for the bonus. Yeah. And then uh, I think that's how it starts. I think next after that, they're going to start targeting kind of people like me that I've gotten way more cash back or like points than I've paid in interest. I think I've only paid an interest interest once in like the year in the eight years or nine years I've had it. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose of mainly using a credit card for, you know, the perks and benefits. 
But uh, for me, I think I'm going to try out the Sapphire before they cap it. But I'm pretty sure they're going to cap it very soon. Uh, I think yeah. the most that you can get out of it throughout the first uh, set of benefits is you get $1,200 worth of, uh, uh, of stuff. So you can use that towards your vacation, hotels, or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that, well, that's if you know what you're doing and you max out everything. Otherwise... You know, it's kind of pointless just to sign up for the card. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. You have to be very careful because uh, it's really easy to kind of... Milking credit cards for their bonuses is a little bit like juggling. Mm-hmm. If you screw up, it all falls apart on you. So yeah, you and careful. I've been reading a lot uh, <clears throat> about it on uh, thepointsguy.com. So, oh, yeah. I use NerdWallet. NerdWallet? Nerd yeah, Wallet. that's a good one Nerd too. Wallet. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, anyways, okay. let's um, get on with the show, dude. All right, uh, let's start with news. Alright, on. Uh, so since Phase Two started, we knew that Kevin Feige was gonna leave the MCU. Um, and after Avengers, that was the wrap up. That was his uh his own. But he he stuck around a little bit longer than people. They're like, hey, what's going on here? Um, I believe it was on Variety that reported Kevin Feige says, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So homie's like, come at me, bro. Make make me leave. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I think the I think him leaving was probably part of a contract negotiation negotiation. Um, they didn't know if they wanted to keep him, but after the success of Phase Two, um, yeah, they I mean, decided last there was a lot of people that deal. were speculating that you know the the MCU would fail at least like one or two movies, you know. But so far, <laughs> everybody's been loving it. I think it's just, there's a formula that they already have that Kevin Feige already set down. Okay, it took me at least until I want to say the first Avengers movie before Kevin Feige's name it just became a household name. Mm-hmm. At least, at least for me, um, before that, I would see the name every now and then, but every I just saw it as just another uh, studio person. Mm-hmm. But after seeing, after more and more, I started saying like, "Oh, he is the guy behind it. He's a, he became more of a a figure in the MCU." So it just shows you how big of a role he's playing in, in that in that world. So I think that's if they did renegotiate his contract or if they're in the process of renegotiating his contract, they I mean offer the guy money. Yeah. Get, get a bucket. Get a bucket, get some cash, just put a bunch of cash in there, says tell us when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, props to him, dude. I mean, he's doing such a good job and I think he should just stay where he is now. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe that he's just sticking around until they find uh, his replacement and he kind of uh kind of hands off does a proper handoff of the mm-hmm. mcu because i mean it, it is his baby you never know maybe he's really attached to it. So it's like i don't want to just give it to any random person that you guys want to hire i want to make sure that it's in good hands yeah just like how uh george lucas and kathleen kennedy same same process yeah it's really hard to yeah. find somebody to you know take the helm well kathleen kennedy's been doing a good job too mm-hmm. so like i think that people aren't giving enough credit but she's uh she's been doing a good job Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, so that's it for Kevin Feige. What's going on with these Avengers awards? Yeah, Avengers. Uh, okay, so here, here's the thing. We know that Kevin Hart was supposed to be the person that is hosting the Oscars. And yep. there was that whole spiel about uh, him saying something uh, about the LGBTQ community that they didn't yes. like. And, right. you know, even Ellen came out, I think, last week. Um, yes. Talking about it, where she forgave him. You know, he's a comedian. You know, he had to do Which, what he had to do, and he knows that it's wrong, and people grow. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, it's kind of weird back in the days during our time, probably about 10, 15 years ago. It's okay to, you know, joke around and call each other gay because, I mean, that's, 
it's, it's supposed to be an offensive word and it was a word that that was being thrown around uh not so seriously but yeah. now you know people mature they understand better and you know us knowing not, you know how sensitive people are i mean which is a good thing you know it, it's good to be empowered to fight back and you know stand your ground not just that but i mean it's Society expectations changes mm-hmm. like every, you know, three years, every five years, little by little, it changes. And it, I, as, as bad as things have been in the past, I think it's still unfair to judge somebody on their, I mean, on, on past things. Like, I'm sorry, like, uh, similar to, and I hate to be political, but um, the end of George Bush's presidency, people were mad about us being at war. Mm-hmm. However... After 9-11, the whole country wanted us to go F up whoever attacked us on 9-11. Mm-hmm. And his his pop, his popularity was through the roof, um, second only to his dad mm-hmm. in the in the in the early 90s. Um, but then you're you know, everybody wanted it, and then eight years later, everybody hates him for it. Kind of thing like, wait, what the hell? That's what you guys wanted. Same thing with him. Like it's that was his his commentary, his values back then. I'm not sure if he's still the same now, but he's, you know, he's not saying it. You're holding him accountable for something he said in, what, 2010? Mm-hmm. 2011? I mean, he had to do what he had to do because he was the president. And the actions that he had to take, I mean, it, it might not the moment, be yeah. his. We're judging him 2020 hindsight. Yeah. Um, in the moment, it seemed like a good idea. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so I, what's going I, on with Ellen? I, yeah, the, I wouldn't hold anything accountable when it was during the time when uh, things were not being taken seriously, you know? Yeah. So anyways, all that aside, they're trying to figure out who's going to host the next Oscars. And one of yes. the biggest things that people have been talking about, I don't know if this is official or not, but I've seen it in some sources online. They're saying that uh, they're going to think about having the Avengers host the Oscars. So oh. I, yeah, so I want to hear what you would think about that. Um, the funny thing is the news I heard today, which I guess it kind of shows you how uncertain everything is that they might go without a host altogether Mm -hmm. and just let the presenter some more, um, which isn't the first time, uh, there, there was, but it has been a long time. Yeah. I think it was, I think it's been over 30 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it'd be interesting. However, it might be too soon. Or yeah, too soon. Like I, I think it'd be a better idea after the Avengers movie comes out. I think right now it's gonna lead to more speculation about the MCU. <laughs> yeah, true. But it also kind of you know gives a a big uh, you know PR movement for the Avengers coming up. It would be a good like marketing. That's pretty much because mm-hmm. the 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 award ceremony is like what two hours, three hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much a two or three hour promotion for cross promotion for MCU. Yeah, and then at the end of the Oscars, we get a uh, you know second trailer. <laughs> <laughs> you just want a trailer, yeah. although because when is the Oscars? Uh, let's see, the Oscars this year. I'm wondering. Oscar is gonna be on February nineteenth. I mean, sorry, February twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. So about a week before. Before Captain Marvel comes out. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if they just get Brie Larson to do it. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. But yeah, I, I'm probably going to lean towards not having anybody just to avoid all the I th- controversies. I think they'll lean towards not having anybody because it's so last minute. Mm-hmm. Anybody you bring in is going to be have it's going to have to shift their entire schedule 
to accommodate their schedule, their, 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 the award ceremony schedule. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, it's a month and it's a little over a month away, but when it comes to productions, a month is not a lot of time, mm-hmm. especially something that big and that time consuming. Yeah, that's true. Yep. All right, All right dude. Uh, so let's go on to. I did hear about Ruby Rose. Uh, I mean, we talked about it. Where so, she's becoming Batwoman. Yeah, so I'm bringing this up for two things. Mm-hmm. Um, we did talk about Ruby Rose. Uh, was it Ruby Rose? Yeah, Ruby Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, becoming Batwoman in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Was it Gotham? Not Gotham. Oh my God, I'm blanking out. Anyways. Um, CW, in the right? DC. CW, yeah. One of the CW shows. Is it Arrow? I don't know. Anyways. Uh, so we have, we did talk about her becoming Batwoman, but we didn't, didn't we, that's, like, that's what I'm trying to refresh my memory, is didn't they already announce that she was going to get her own series, but they were going to introduce her in the existing shows as a crossover to, to uh, kind of, um, you know, give her, give her a little introduction to the, to mm-hmm. the DCEU. Yeah. Um, so I found it kind of weird that they were doing such a, that the, the entertainment news was being so surprised or uh, trying to promote it as if it's breaking news that, you know, they ordered an entire, what was it? It was, oh, CW, yeah. CW ordered a season mm-hmm. of Batwoman. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, wasn't that already announced? But didn't we already know that was going to happen? Like, why is this a, well, this why a is thing? this a big deal? Yeah. yeah. Why is this a, why is this news all of a sudden? I don't know that. I guess it was just hype. Maybe, but I'm not crazy, right? Like we, that was part of the announcement was they Batwoman's becoming a show, and it's going to they're going to introduce Ruby Rose the first for the first time as a crossover before the show comes out. I don't know. All right, um, yeah, that was kind of a throwaway news thing. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton, um, what is our Lovable Studios Bungie talking about? Okay, so let me just uh, you know vaguely go over you know the whole history. Uh, so Bungie is one of our favorite video game developers of all time. Would you agree? Yes. 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 <laughs> they created two of our most beloved game franchises, Halo and Destiny. So in the past yes. history of Bungie, they partnered with uh, Microsoft produce, to produce uh, Epic Game Halo and the series. So over time, Bungie wanted to distance themselves to start a new IP, which is um, Destiny. But in order to do that, they had to leave some of their team, yep, team members behind, and uh, they created uh, three, three, four, three industries, uh, which came to be part of uh, Microsoft. So, anyways, yes. Uh, when Bungie split off for a while while they were developing Destiny, Activision mm-hmm. bought Bungie. Uh, and I yes. think the reason why Activision bought Bungie is because they know that Bungie can make a game that would sell. Bungie can make a game with a story. Yeah. A, a, a deep backstory. Yeah. So I think that was a big gamble with what Activision did. Mm-hmm. However, because of recent sales hasn't been, you know, that great. They mm-hmm. kind of had to split ways. And on the good note, Activision is letting Bungie keep Destiny. <laughs> so it's kind of like a divorce, but hey, you get to, you know, keep all your good stuff. Uh, I think it's more like we're keeping everything, but we'll give you something here. <laughs> yeah. So Bungie uh, is going to keep Destiny. They're going to continue to finish the game with all of their expansion that's coming out. So I think pretty much they're gonna be working as a smaller studio for, for Destiny. Yeah. Um. And it, this is what they said. Um. When they announced the news, Bungie says, 
We have enjoyed a successful eight-year run and would like to thank Activision for their partnership on Destiny. Looking ahead, we're excited to announce plans for Activision to transfer publishing rights for Destiny to Bungie. With our remarkable Destiny community, we are ready to publish on our own. And while Activision will increase their focus on their own IP projects. So other than that note, Bungie also has a new game in development right now. And mm-hmm. uh, it's thanks to this uh, company called NetEase. And they put over like $100 million of investment. So I'm really curious to see what this new IP is. Because I mean, Destiny was a really big game and it, it just fell apart because I think people kind of fell out of it. I mean, it's a good game, but then it's just so repetitive for me. It, yeah, you're right. It, it's a huge it's a huge environment. It's a lot of detail customization. However, the story is so shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do end up it, it essentially becomes a grind fest until the next DLC comes out. Mm-hmm. So Destiny is a game where you go in with a little bit of story and all you're doing is you're trying to level your character to get better weapons and be able to fight with uh, friends or mm-hmm. um, do like quests together. Yeah, your yeah. Uh, your squad. Get yeah. your a three-man squad. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, really happy for Bungie to have a new project that they're working on, but... Um, I'm 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 just happy that there's no like hard feelings about this whole thing. Yeah, which makes you wonder. Like, I think they kind of just fizzled out. If that's how they're they're mm-hmm. they're splitting up, or yeah. maybe there, there's there's other issues that kind of there was no bad blood, but it just had to happen for one reason or another that we probably won't find out because yeah. it's, it's all behind behind closed doors. And I kind of feel like you know this is what happened with Microsoft, but then on the good note, they 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 left it to work on it if something else that's different. But in this yeah, case, they get to sure. keep the game. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure Bungie. I can't. This thing Bungie just comes with some good, good ideas, some out of the box ideas. So I, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what they come up with next. Yeah. All right, Anton. Um. So 2019. Uh, we're just getting into it, and already, um, a few entertainment uh pub- publicizers, pub- publis- publicists, publicists, publications, <laughs> like pu- publics. Uh, you know, websites, blogs, magazines. They've all made it seem very down now because they're calling 2019 the year of endings. Uh, several TV shows are coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Bang Theory is going to be ending at season uh, 12 mm-hmm. uh, with 279 episodes. Game of Thrones is going to have its final is going to have its finale. Uh, Broad City, Orange is the New Black is going to come to an end. Veep, uh, Homeland. I'm just going through the list right now. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, mm-hmm. Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that is. Jane the Virgin. What? Transparent, which I never saw. That's a Amazon show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I never really got into. The Affair, Gotham's gonna get its, its finale. Shadow Hunters, I Zombie. Uh, let's see what else. Vikings coming to an end on History Channel. So it's a lot of finales all happening this year. Um, I I want to see your take. Do you see this as a negative or is this kind of a okay? Do you so find this it, a relief? It, it's pretty much both because we have a lot of these really fresh new actors. Uh, that came into like a couple of different series but over time you know they get really popular a lot of Mm -hmm. uh, Hollywood movies want them in the movies so it's a good thing for a lot of our favorite actors in these tv shows to get you know bigger roles however yeah it sucks to see a lot of these shows go 
sometimes the ending is not so, you know, it, it's a little bittersweet. Um, but I mean, they are getting to a point where a lot of these studios need fresh new content. And at yeah. the same time, they're going to lose viewers if they're going to go on forever. I mean, people have favorite shows, but nothing really lasts forever in the entertainment world. People get see, tired okay. of it. Uh, that was weird. Um, see, there's, I think Big Bang Theory is a perfect example. Of, I, I love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I own pretty much every season on, on Blu-ray. Um, but I feel 12 seasons is a bit too much. Yeah, true. Um, uh, I loved How I Met Your Mother. I think 10 seasons was just the right amount. Um, around season eight or nine, you start to feel the fatigue mm-hmm. of like, okay, so the story's still going on. Like when you get to the ending kind of thing. Um, but it came, it, it, it uh, dovetailed very nicely. Uh, so I think there's something to be said about a show ending, not at the top, but near once they start to see the decline. It's yeah. time to like, you know what, let's just end it now while we still have an audience, while we still have a, a, a following. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you wait too long, you come, you finish the series, regardless of how great it was, as that show that became, like you said, repetitive. Or, mm-hmm. um, they run up ideas. A good example would be uh, Smallville. Supernatural. That too? Yeah. 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 CW, man. Mm-hmm. CW is probably the worst at letting shows go. Yeah. <laughs> they know people um, would still watch it, but not as, you know. A lot of people. And I think, would. yeah, and I think because their shows are not that expensive to make. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom. Um, let's go on to the next uh, story here. I'm pulling up my notes. Oh, you didn't get to the movie part of it, huh? Yeah, the Golden Globes. No, uh, the movie part of uh, the year ending. Oh, uh, wait, which one? Because you said the uh, TV shows are ending and movies too. Oh, you know what? I just realized they didn't put in in the article I pulled. They didn't put movies. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we already know. I mean, we already know. Um, the third Avengers. part of the new Star Wars is ending the trilogy. Yes, and we're gonna get the last um, uh, Stanley cameo. Really? I thought he filmed like over like fifty something before he no, died. No, no. He. I think the last one he filmed. I think it's either uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home or Captain Marvel. One of those two is gonna be his last cameo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think so. I think they're still gonna put him in like you know animated stuff. Uh, they, uh, they have to be very careful, dude. At least wait, because think mm-hmm. if they do it too soon, now they're just like, you're you're doing uh, weekend at Bernie's with a real person. You can't do that. You gotta let the man rest. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, so you wanted movies. Let's go into Golden Globes talk. Okay. All right. Uh, really quick. So I'll just give you the winners and let me know what you think. Uh, best motion picture drama, Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you ever check that one out? No, but that would be more on your end. Yeah, dude, I I completely love this one. Um, it really, I really got into it. Uh, I'm a big uh, fan of Queen's music, but I never actually like got to know about Queen the band. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a nice, uh, nice story. Um, Just to counter that, they, uh, you you watched A Star Is Born too, right? I did not, okay. but it did beat a, this for this category. It beat A Star Is Born and Black Panther. Yeah, I thought A Star Is Born is gonna win. Uh, for drama, I would have thought of Star is Born. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. But, him. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go on to Best Motion Picture, Music, and or Comedy. The the Green Book, or Green Book won this one. Beating out Crazy Rich Asians, Mary Poppins, and Vice. I thought it was either Vice or Mary Poppins that was going to win in this category. I I thought it was going to be... Yeah, you're right. I, I would have gone with Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I the music and the comedy aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama goes to Glenn Close, The Wife. 
beating out Lady Gaga, Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, and uh, Rosemond Pike. Rosemond mm-hmm. Pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama, Rami Malek from Bohemian Rhapsody, beating out Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Lucas Hedges, and John David Washington. Yeah, let me let me tell you something about Rami Malek. Uh, okay, I've already said Willem Dafoe. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think I've been a pretty big fan of him ever since I saw him the first time. Um, I think he was in something I can't remember yeah, exactly, I, but I know the, the feeling because I, when I saw the commercial for 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 uh, Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. um, I did him like I've seen that guy before, and he was kind of like a background character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, uh, I think one of the first movies or shows that I've seen with him in was uh, let me see if I can go back far enough. Uh, he was in Night at the Museum. Oh yeah, he played King Tut. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where I saw him. Um, so not that's the his first time I saw most, him. Not his most uh, memorable role, apparently. But yeah, mm-hmm. that, that I think that's where I saw him. Uh, let's see. Oh, he was in Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did see him on that one. Uh, he was a voice actor for Halo Two. Additional characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. the Pacific Notes. I think yeah, I think the Man Museum is probably the first time I saw him too. You're mm-hmm. right. All right. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Uh, performance by an actress in a motion picture. Uh, music or comedy goes to Olivia Coleman in The Favorite, beating out Emily Blunt, uh, Elsie Fisher, Charlize Theron, and Constance Wu. Uh, best, huh? Yeah, I, I think she did a really good job. So That's it. Yeah. Uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, music or comedy. I don't know how you feel about this one. Goes to Christian Bale, beating out Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, Viggo Mortensen, Robert Redford, and John C. Riley. See, I, I thought... Um... I thought he did a great job. But I th- thought I thought someone else is going to take it because, okay, you know what? Yeah, I mean, he puts a hundred and ten percent, probably a thousand percent into his role because he gained all that weight and it's real weight. Yeah, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, when I saw the trailer, even though I knew he put on weight, I was still kind of like, that has to be a bodysuit. There's no way. Yeah, but he did a, he did a scene specifically in, like half naked, showing his gut to kind of promote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a motion in any motion picture. Jeez, that's a wide category. Uh, goes to Regina King in if Beale Street could talk, beating out Claire Foy, Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, which uh, Rachel Weisz, and Amy Adams. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I have a soft spot for, for the Weisz. Um, okay. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Oh yeah, she has a cool husband though. Who's her husband? What? 007? Huh? Double oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, freaking Daniel Craig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, so the winner goes to uh, Marshala Ali. I, mm-hmm. I hope I pronounced the name right. Yep. Uh, being being not Jesus, what's with these names? Timothy Calumet, Calumet, mm-hmm. Calumet. Uh, Adam Driver, Richard E. Grant, and Sam Sam Rockford. I uh, Rockwell. I really thought Sam Rockwell would have gotten that. That guy is like a freaking chameleon, dude. No matter what he's in, from Galaxy Quest, Iron Man. Uh, some even yeah, Vice. Like he is just so one hundred percent into his role. I, yeah, he's a chameleon. Yeah. Uh, best he was director in three in billboards, pick- right? I don't remember. Yeah, he was in the uh, three billboards. Uh, outside Ebbing, Mich- Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good in that, dude. I don't All know right. if you ever seen that, but uh, that that's something that you have to see if you're a big fan of uh Sam. I yeah, I think we talked about it last award season. I wanted to see it, but I never did. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll skip down to our, the last category I want to talk to mm-hmm. is a uh, best motion picture animated. In this category, we have Isle of Dogs, Mirai, the anime. Yeah, Mirai. Mirai. 
Uh, Ralph breaks the internet and Incredibles 2, but no surprise to you or me that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the winner for this one. It is a big surprise for me, though. Because you, really? would think, you would think that Incredibles 2 would win. Because it's, it's always I think that a... Seizure, I think that seizure scene screwed them over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win an yeah. award if the people reviewing your movie are on the floor spazzing out. Yeah, that's true. They, I think they just sweep all those people out of the theater. Actually, you know... <laughs> Just sweep them out like the popcorn. Yeah, they they won't I, even remember what happened. They they just went home and like, what did I do today? Oh, I don't know. Just yeah. a, they're why am I in an alley somewhere? Yeah. Uh, actually, I lied. I want to do one more category. Uh, best original song, motion picture. Uh, here you have. Oh, this one goes to "Shallow" mm-hmm. uh, by Lady Gaga, and Mark Ronson. It, it's 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 part of the. Uh, yeah, I already uh, know that. That was gonna born. win. Uh, well, it beat out Black Panther, All the Stars, which, I mean, I don't think it was going to win, but I think it was impressive that it, that that's at least are recognizing the Black Panther soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, I'll leave it there. Anton, you want to go into our next uh, segment? All right, let's get into streaming. All right, Anton, uh, what's going on with streaming today? So... <laughs> I, I think I'm getting into the spirit of spring cleaning a little early. So I've been watching this show called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo on Netflix. Oh, so, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a pretty interesting show. Like, uh, she is an author of a book uh, that shows you how to tidy up your house uh, with uh, a method that she calls KonMari. And which translates to throw out your shit. <laughs> Actually says I, I, yo. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it is probably one of the coolest shows to watch because there I learned so many things that I don't know about when you're tidying. There's better ways to do things when you're folding clothes, uh, putting away clothes, um, organizing. There's specific things that you can do because uh, you know how a lot of people are hoarders. Yes, unintentional hoarders. I I have that tendency that I struggle every day to fight with it. Yeah. So she has a way of getting past that. So basically, let's say you have like a bunch of stuff that you really like to keep. Let's say you have like uh, over 20 different clothes that you have that are from years and years ago, but you still wear it or some you don't even wear. So she asks you like to take up each piece and ask if it if it gives you joy. So if it gives you joy, oh. you can keep it. If it doesn't give you joy, then you can just move on by you know thanking it for giving you all the good times or whatever, and then just put it away or aside in a bag or something. The funny thing is, this is not the first time I've heard this. I've heard this, but years ago. I think it's I think even TV shows have incorporated into like a story here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think King of the Hill even did it. Hmm, interesting. So it kind of sh- it shows you how long she's been doing this for. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I saw the I saw the trailer for the show when it came out, and at first, I, probably the first ten seconds of it, I was like, "Oh, this is stupid. This is like, uh, like an uh, what's it called? What was that? Uh, the sh- the show the channel that has all the like House Hunters or whatever. Uh, H HGTV. Yeah, HD. Yeah, HGTV. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's freaking like an HGTV show, but instead of, instead of buying houses, you're cleaning them up, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but the more I saw, I'm like, oh, she's helping people that are like are dealing with stress or dealing with like a, yeah, the loss of something. True. Like, okay, I'm yeah, like, yeah. all right, now I see. Like, okay, there is a, a a human connection there. Yeah. So, like you said, there's one about the uh, there. There's this lady that her husband passed away like nine months ago, 
So it's hard for her to go through her husband's stuff to throw yeah. out. Which I can understand. Yeah. And it, it the more that she keeps it there and not do anything with it, the more hurtful she's going to get. If she moves on, it's a lot better to, you know, move on with the life. Yeah. The whole yeah. ripping off the Band-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one episode. And then was, there was another one about uh, a couple that is having a new board coming soon. So they need to figure out how to clean up the place. So then when the newborn is here, they're able to live a more clean, cleanly, um, you know, tidying house instead of yeah. stuff everywhere. Um, no, I'm little by little. I've been doing that with my room. Um, you saw it last time you came over. Like I threw out my old desk, got a smaller mm-hmm. one, uh, cleared out a lot of things in my desk. Even today, I, I, I had, you know, had a bunch of stuff like over my window mm-hmm. um, for years. And I realized, I'm like, I really don't care about that stuff. So I, just, I literally today, I just threw those out mm-hmm. and I cleaned it up because uh, I ordered some curtains on Amazon getting ready for that spring sunshine that somehow managed to find a way through my blinds, bounce off my mirror in my closet and hit my pillow at the right angle and wake me up at 630 in the morning on weekends. <laughs> Uh-huh. So this year I said no more and I ordered, ordered curtains. <laughs> yeah. That's going to oh, yeah. be a, a big difference for you uh, usually on the weekends. Also, I'm hoping that kind of helps the sound when I'm recording. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping that yeah. not as much sound comes through. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So uh, yeah, that's so what I've been watching. What do you think of the show though? Uh, it's uh, very entertaining and very educational. So I recommend watching a couple episodes. Yeah. See what you think. No, maybe some good th- techniques mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, I think that's all we had for this segment. So let's move on to movies. Anton, don't judge me. Oh, <laughs> you didn't pull it up. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was so concerned. That's becoming a, an unintentional running joke. <laughs> yep. You didn't right. pull up. I didn't, I didn't pull out. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's go weekends. Okay. Full day chart. All right. Uh, number one right now is going to be Aquaman with a whopping 268.5 million. Uh, number two, Escape Room with 22.4 million. Uh, number three, Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse with 137 million. Uh, number four, Mary Poppins Returns with 142 million and number five the mule with 84 million uh it looks like bumblebee vice bohemian rhapsody all fell off the number the top five yeah it's rolling out of theaters instead of staying so yeah and i think this weekend and probably the weekend after this episode comes out or before this yeah after this episode came out um the movies coming out would have been uh, a dog's way home Mm-hmm. replicas and the upside which none of those sound appealing to me um, upside's kind of interesting eh. i don't know but a dog's way home um were we recording or was that before we recorded it? how i vented about the no those are recording we're recording already. we're streaming i vented about how stupid the, the, the trailer was yeah uh for a dog's way home and then replicas was actually supposed to be in august release last year and apparently got pushed I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. They must have a lot of faith that they're trying to release it during this dead zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I think the only other movie that's going to come out soon that I'm excited about is Glass. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's probably the only movie that's coming out shortly I'm, that I'm really interested in also. But I'm not hearing any real buzz around it. 
I don't think they, I, they even did any uh, screenings yet. I think they start doing it uh, a week before. So I maybe. think this week, this coming week. Maybe, but I think part of the thing that's going to hurt it is not a lot of people have seen Unbreakable. It's been, what, almost 20 years? Yeah. So far, see. it's getting a 45 out of 100 on Metacritic, but uh, we're just looking basically on, uh, vaguely on 19 different critics. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, there's a uh, whole lot of 60% 50. I only see one in the green, which is uh, 80. I'm getting a suspicious um, X-Men first class feel to this movie. Yeah, I hope he doesn't shalama-ding-dong this movie. No, and uh, Unbreakable came out in 2000, so we are 19 years <laughs> yeah. off um, away from that, from Unbreakable, so... Not a lot of people have seen Unbreakable that are over the age of or under the age of twenty. Yeah, so that might hurt this movie, but we'll see. All right, I thought, uh, I, there was only one movie that I saw, and actually this is last week because we had to push it because we were running, we're running over. And actually, how are we doing on time right now? Okay, cool. I can sum this up. Uh, so the movie came out in on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It's called uh, Twenty Thirty Six Origin Unknown. Uh, starring Katie Sackoff, that people remember from Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, the well, synopsis is, uh, after a failed mission to Mars, AI, known as Artie, is now used for the 2036 mission with a few human supervisors uh, when a monolith of unknown origin is found. Um, mm-hmm. it, it has a big effect on the, on the fate of Earth. So this is kind of what we... I like to think of like in the 50s when people used to think, oh, we'll, we'll travel to other planets. We'll be traveling to Mars and we'll find relics or whatever. Like this, I think this is kind of a similar aspect of it. Um, something's going on, on Mars. We show up and we find an alien artifact. We're trying to figure out what it is. As much as I love sci-fi, as much promise as I felt this movie had, it's a, it's a very small cast. I think it's only like, it's mo- it's it's mostly as Ka- Katie Sackoff solo movie. Yeah. It's the story, I think, gets hurt by the writer's need to try to be deeper than the story needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing, let me try to put it. He would Okay, the writer would have done better if they just trimmed it to the key idea of us going to Mars, finding, uh, going to Mars with the cooperation of AI we developed, finding an alien artifact, and little by little piecing it together. Instead, the last 20, 20 to 15 minutes of this movie turns into a cluster F of so many sci-fi stereotypical endings. So it's a it, ripoff to, of like a bunch of different... Uh... It's so many. And I swear, there was a point like it ended. I was kind of like, not the ending I was expecting, but okay. And then everything goes black. And then literally two seconds later, you're back. And now you're in another ending. And then two minutes later, it, it finally ends for real with the third ending. There's it's, only one movie that I've seen that did that and worked, Matrix. and that was <laughs> Savages. I don't think that, that would work that. in this one. Savages is that. good, but I, I don't think uh, a lot of people liked it, but I that's probably one of my favorite movies probably top yeah. 50 yeah i think i think if you i think if you watch i enjoyed the movie i enjoyed the 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 lead up i enjoyed the build up the story the mystery behind it mm-hmm. um if i was just grading it on that alone i would give it in a seven and a, oh i'll say i'll use our rating system i would give it a 3.25 out of five mm-hmm. but because of that freaking ending <laughs> that just kind of like messed up my mind and made me think you know what 
I was giving this writer a lot of credit before, but I'm starting to think this is just coincidental. I think you, I think you lucked into that story, and this is your true color showing at this ending that you don't know what you want, and you just throwing everything at the wall. Um, the including the ending, I would give this a two out of five. Wow. It just, it, it, okay, so if if you had to choose one of those endings to you know keep it at that same score that you gave before which is 3.25 yeah which ending would it be or would it even not be any of these endings uh i would have chosen it's hard because i think there's a lot of it's you're walking on eggshells when you're writing Mm sci-fi um because you're running into the risk of it's you know the whole south park joke of simpsons did it yeah it's been done nothing original um but i think if if the ending was something that led into okay this is where humans go from now or this is where you know we move forward from i think mm-hmm. that'd been a better but it, the way it ends just so it, it it was running that line between trying to be ambiguous and trying to be very precise of what the ending was and i i hated it mm-hmm. <laughs> i really hated that stupid ending yeah so i i can see you know this movie is is basing a lot of different stories and it kind of reminds me because when you were talking about mining stuff on like you know mars or something like that it kind of reminds me of the book that i was talking about uh red rising um where if it follows a future planet uh it sets on future planet mars and it follows like a a low-born miner um dara who infiltrates the ranks of the elite golds and he's basically oh yeah 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 <clears throat> yeah we talked about this it's kind of like a uh you're following like an immigrant like an, like an early americans immigrant but on like Mars. slavery and then you become somebody you know that yeah that, that. like a like a like i say like a factory worker in the industrial revolution mm-hmm. but on mars in the future yeah so that, that's uh, what i thought this would would have been better i know that they're they're gonna make this movie they've been yeah. talking about it uh, oh, Mark Forster's uh, doing it, which is the guy that did um, some of the Bond movies. Uh, he did Quantum Solace. He did Monsters Ball, Finding Neverland, uh, World War Z. So I'm kind of curious to see what he's going to bring to this. Uh, so I'm just reading some of the comments on Metacritic for 2036. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think this was uh, can't recommend. Love Katie Sackoff from uh, Longmire Longmire TV series. But there are, there's only so much she can do in this convoluted sci-fi flick that really drags on at times, <laughs> which I think sums it up perfectly. You're right. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tom. Uh, that's it for that one. Um, I think we're done, right? Actually, I have something to add. Uh, I forgot to Ooh. ask you about this. Uh, did you hear? Because I know you're a very sciencey type of guy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that they found some radio signals out there in space that is always news we hear initially um that's, that's happened a couple uh, happened a couple times um i think part of the problem is we're looking for patterns there's always radio signals um mm-hmm. stars give off radio signals mm-hmm. uh the thing is we're looking for patterns because that can be interpreted as some sort of language yeah uh, and it's just not random so, but then you also run into the risk of, okay, we found this pattern, but is that pattern just a coincidence? And so we'll, we'll continue to monitor that area. And then eventually it comes back as nothing or, um, it, it isn't what we thought it was. Mm-hmm. So for now, I think this is just kind of a, somebody in the newsroom was going through scientific research press releases. One of the press releases says we found a signal of some sort. 
and they ran with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I, I think no, it's really no solid proof right for anything. Just oh hey oh okay all right. Let me no, just, trust uh, me. Go to I, I I am one to believe that we are not alone in the universe. Mm-hmm. I am a huge believer of that because just knowing the math of how big the universe is, it gives like I. The only question is, are are they visiting us? That's the big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so are they I think watching it's us only, now? Are they listening to this podcast? They're like, fuck, just finish the review for, for 2036. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I'm saying like, like the, yeah, I think that's the biggest question for me is like, are they actually visiting us? But for sure, I believe that they are out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think we, it's just a matter of time until we find it. However, when it comes to news releases like this, I think it's better to sit and wait and get confirmation rather than some news that's trying to be first. Or maybe to, the government will never let us know. Well, okay, so kind of a, uh, what's it? I think it's the, not World Nations. Is it World Nations? What's it? Damn it. Uh, the UN? UN. United Nations. There you go. World, World Nations. Um, that's in the future. We're multi-planetary. <laughs> the, yeah, the United Nations. Uh, there is somebody that's assigned to first contact. Mm-hmm. They have somebody assigned to once, you know, contact. It, uh, we do make contact for sure with aliens. That person in the UN is in charge of communication between us and them. Amy Adams? I would just choose Amy Adams. Actually, that's not too far off. I think they kind of based it off her or based that character off her because I believe the person in charge of it is a multicultural linguist. Wow. So that might be, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're out there, Anton. They're out there. Mm -hmm. Behind you. Oh, wait. No, that's One Punch Man. (laughs) (laughs) That is One Punch Man. Yeah. Oh, it's coming soon. I'm really excited. April. April. All right, Anton. If people want to support us not being alone, or actually, no, you know what? I haven't phrased that. Damn it. It's the first time I had to phrase it. If people want to show that we're not alone out there, how can they do that? <laughs> they can do that by going to our website at www.thetoc.com, purchase a sticker or a t shirt, and maybe some other new items on there. We don't know. But uh, right. it gives us a little kickback. Also, if you click on any of the Amazon links to buy something. One of these shiny stickers. Yep, shiny. Yeah. Well, not really. It's matte. <clears throat> Get one of these matte painted stickers. Are really colorful and nicely cut. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at the Two OC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcast listening app you listen to us on. Mm-hmm. That's that sounds right. Yep. Um, and even if you use another, you know, third party app. For podcasts, if you have iTunes, subscribe to us on there. That actually helps us more. So you know, just click Sounds that good. button mm-hmm. and then ignore bu- and then ignore iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> you sure. can also send us an email to mail at the two uh, Let us know if you disagree with whatever we said on reviews, or if you know if you know what's going on with aliens. Who knows? Me. All right, you were gonna say something. Say it. They're probably gonna send us an email with gibberish, and we don't even know what they're saying. Just, just a gif. Yeah. Actually, we did get followed by an like a an alien Instagram page. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> and lo- I was I was curious. I clicked on him, and I was like, "Oh, these are all terrible special effects." I yeah. hope this person doesn't actually believe these are actual legit videos. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all right. Uh, for the two OC, I'm Al Flores, and I'm Anton Duong. The truth is out there. I was gonna mimic the X Files music, but I don't know it. Is that X Files or is that? Uh, Thank you.